0: any comments or suggestions what I want to do here is to look at the history of the Iberian Peninsula in the late 15th century I want to look at a history which had been long mythified, which had been in fact embellished when we think of 1492 of course we think of the discovery of the New World which I will not call discovery but the encounter between the old world and the new. We do not think and we do not reflect on the other events, or at least we do not do so always, on the other events that took place that same year, and which, in fact, we are not to be mythified, and which we are not glorious. 1492 in a Spanish historiography has always been seen as the kind of miracle year of the monarchy, the conquest of Granada, the discovery of the new world. But there are other consequences, and I want to look at 1492 from a very different perspective. I want to look at 1492 from below. I want to look at 1492 from a kind of more critical perspective, and that perspective is essentially informed by the work of recent historians and also by the work of recent cultural critics. I want to begin, as I begin all my courses, more or less, with just a quote or a paraphrasing of a passage from Walter Benjamin. Walter Benjamin was a German Jew who fled Germany and the Nazis in 1939. On his way to the United States, he was not given admission into Spain, and he committed suicide outside the borders of Spain. And in some excerpts from the Thesis on the Philosophy of History, There are two things which I want to bring to your attention. The first one, on a discussion of historicism, he talks about how all the products of civilization, all the records and documents of civilization, are at the same time documents of barbarism and barbarity and oppression. That is to say, for everything that we celebrate as one of the great achievements of our culture, of Western culture, We have to see the underside of it, which is that these records have been created at the expenses of the many. The other one, which is a very dramatic representation of how he sees history, is entitled The Angel of History. And Walter Benjamin tells us that he has seen a painting by Clay, and that this painting by Clay is called The Angelus Novus, The New Angel, and that he likes, Benjamin, likes to imagine this angel as the angel of history. He likes to imagine this angel as standing on a promontory, on a high hill. He's looking into the past. His back is turned towards the future. His wings are spread. In front of him, he sees the wreckages of history piling sky high. All the cruelties and the oppressions, disasters, genocides, which are part and parcel of our common history, of our past. He wants to stop. He wants to put an end to this. But a wind is blowing from paradise, and it has caught in his wings and is propelling him inexorably into the future. That piles of the breeze that keeps piling up in front of the retreating angel, propelling to the future... Benjamin tells us, is what we call progress. And essentially what Walter Benjamin was addressing here was a breakdown and the failure of the Enlightenment project, of the idea that, we, that the human race, that the humankind is continuously progressing and getting better and better all the time, and that we judge history in a kind of whiggish fashion in which every step is a step into a better future, but indeed, that is not so, as I hope to demonstrate, as I hope to show in a kind of nuanced examination of 1492. I want to see 1492 not just from the perspective of a Christian minority, from a Christian hegemonic groups, from those who won, not history written by the victors, which is a history that is always written, but a history written also from the perspective of Jews who were exiled from Iberia in 1492, of Muslims who are defeated.